Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411 part two. And it's actually only going to be a two part for Dominique. It's going to be very depressing. So (sighs) welcome to the Shannon crying for an hour show. (laughs) It's not going to be me crying for an hour. I know you're not going to cry for an hour, but I cried hard watching the videos. (laughs) Hard. It was nice to see Scotty that sweet and vulnerable. Oh my gosh. I, my husband made the mistake of walking out of the room and then coming back in and he's like, what <laughs> happened to you? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I just watch his whole GH. Yep. <laughs> but, oh, so we'll get, we'll get there when it, I'm when just gonna, get I'm there. apologizing ahead of time for any tears that are shed on your part or Shannon's because this is the sad Maybe one. don't listen while driving. There you go. There you go. That's there, a good disclaimer. There we go. So, we left off in 1991 where it was New Year's Eve and Mac, no, Charlie kissed Mac. Mac did not kiss, well, I mean, I'm sure that he probably kissed her back, right. but he did not initiate the kissing. Yes. So, Dominique stormed out and was like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, Dominique goes back to the Outback and tells everyone how great her night was. By the way. Very difficult finding all the videos, and I did not look up every single one. I tried to look up only the ones that had, like, significant. And even still, I will point out when we don't have this video. Yeah. There, certain ones. There's a lot that's not... There's some I really, really up. want. Uh, Matt comes over to the door. Oh, comes to her door while she's in her apartment, because remember, she lives above the Outback. Mm-hmm. She wants to be alone. He offers to take her to give her statement, and she gets real angry at Mac over Charlie, which, fair enough. Duh. <laughs> Then Dominique tells Connor that she has lots of money and resources now. She helps him by escaping and hiding him in her apartment. 
And then he decides that he has to hit the road. Not a clue why. Did not look it up. But she was helping him. Mm -hmm. And then she winds up talking on the phone to someone to meet her at Kelly's the next day. It then says that Dominique and Mac talk. Oh, again, we're using Curly Q Girl. And it was the um, 1992 playlist and also 1993 playlist. I think it was also Addy Cats. Addy Cates. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It'll be linked in the show notes. If if I'm right or wrong, it's going to be in the show notes. <laughs> right. So I don't know if Mac was who she was talking to on the phone. Don't know what the phone conversation was. But then Mac asks Charlie out right in front of Dominique, Ugh. which makes her very jealous. Like, come on, we are not in high school. Yep. So then Dominique goes and packs. Mac admits to Dominique that he was just trying to make her jealous. She doesn't care and moves out. Don't play stupid games unless you want stupid consequences. Anna suggests that Mac tell Dominique that he cares for her. So Mac has dinner with Charlie, but his mind is elsewhere. Mac gets a telegram to meet Dominique tomorrow at Lake Placid. Telegram. Not a text. Not a text. Not a phone call. A (laughs) telegram. Dominique plans her evening at the cabin with Mac, and Charlie trips Mac up by taking his car keys so that he cannot leave to meet Dominique. Mac arrives late to the cabin and tries to take things slow with Dominique. Then the cabin accidentally gets caught on fire, spoiling their romantic evening. See, you know, this is where Nina should have ran up and been like, fire, oh my gosh. Right. Mac has an idea to salvage his and Dominique's night. He recreates serenity at the outback for Dominique and they make love. That is sweet. And then their romantic evening continues and a package is delivered for her. From her attorney, Dawson. I like that name. I do like that name. Then Dominique finds out that Mac's birthday is Thursday. Mac takes her to breakfast and they decide to spend the entire day together. Her attorney wants her to go to New York City for a business meeting and Mac wants to go with her. They arrive at her penthouse in New York City and Dawson has important papers for her to sign. Dominique serves Mac breakfast in bed and gives him a birthday present. She then has to go to a meeting with the IRS and Justice Department because she owes back taxes. So here's my question. Do you pay taxes on illegal cartel money? I'm assuming that's where the taxes are coming from is that her estate, like she didn't pay an inheritance tax or something. I mean, it would depend on how they wrote the money up. If they made it look legit, then yeah, you have to pay the taxes on it. If it's just like hidden in your mattress, then no, no one knows that it's there. So you don't pay taxes on it. Well, but then they wouldn't know that it was there to pay taxes on it. So they wouldn't know that she had back taxes. I was thinking the back taxes were on the money that she inherited correctly from him. Okay. Like legally from him that he just didn't pay taxes. But that's what I'm just wondering. I'm like, if he was a known cartel guy, like, yeah, I I mean, I guess that they do. I mean, that's what money laundering is. Okay. That was just my question. I'm like, if you work for the IRS, can you give us a call (laughs) or an email and let us know how you tax shady businesses? Right. (laughs) And then while she's at her meeting, Mac meets Sabrina. It's actually Holly. And she lives in Dominique's complex. So here's the thing. We're going to get tiny, tiny, tiny bit off. But it it makes sense. So I had yes. to leave it in. Got it. Anna suggests to Robert to stop off in New York City on his way back to Port Charles to say hi to his brother for his birthday. Sabrina brings a gift to Mac. Mac and Dominique invite her to his birthday party. And guess who winds up in New York City? <gasps> Robert. What? Mac's party is happening, and then there's a power failure at Dominique's penthouse, and Robert comes face-to-face with Holly. Mac's birthday party continues, and Holly flees. 
but the elevator is out and she is stuck. Robert thinks that he may have seen a ghost because remember, he thinks Holly is dead. Yes. The light comes back on and Holly is long gone. But then Robert finds out that she lives in 7H. But by the time he gets there, she is long gone. Robert breaks into Holly's apartment and takes a look around. And Dominique and Mac make love. <laughs> I mean, what else were they supposed to do? The party's over. Lights are out. His brother's out breaking into other people's apartments. It feels Just like the right time. Go for it. <laughs> and then Robert explains to Mac and Dominique who Holly is, that they are still married. And then he goes back to Port Charles. Mac questions the doorman about Holly and learns that she has a friend named Barry that comes around and that he frequents the Stat- Staten Arms Hotel. Mac finds Barry at the hotel and gets his room number. Dominique meets Barry and she makes plans to have dinner with him tomorrow. Barry tells Holly that he recognized Dominique from her description and used a bogus last name when she asked. Holly tells Barry that she thinks Mac is related to Robert and Barry tells Holly that their mission is still Dominique. At this time, Mac still had the bad accent. Dominique plans to meet with Barry for dinner while Mac searches his hotel suite. And while Barry is with Dominique, Holly will be searching Dominique's place. Mac wants Dominique to be careful on her date with Barry. Barry has dinner with Dominique. Holly decides to go back to London. Mac breaks into Barry's suite and learns something. Someone is looking into flight times. Holly tells a sob story and gets a stranger to buy her a ticket to London. Mac arrives at the airport just as Holly is getting ready to board. Isn't that crazy? Like, she's just crying at the airport and someone's right. like, here, I'll buy you a ticket to London. Sure. With, like, ID. I'm going to go to the airport <laughs> and cry. <laughs> With, like, IDs <laughs> that don't match the names that she's giving. Right. Sure, you could just buy a ticket back then. It's no big deal. Dominique takes Barry back to her apartment and he snoops around. Holly learns that Mac is Robert's brother. Robert tells Sean and Tiffany that he saw Holly in New York City. Mac convinces Holly to stay and he brings her back to Dominique's. Holly agrees to talk with Robert and they plan to meet in New York City. As part of his plan, Barry invites Dominique to a stamp auction. Holly tells Mac her history with Robert. Dominique outsmarts Barry at the stamp auction. She is quite knowledgeable about the stamps. Mac tells Holly about the plane crash that killed his parents, which caused his and Robert's estrangement. Robert tells Holly how her quote-unquote death destroyed him. Barry asks to see Dominique's collection and takes a look at the stamps. Clive insists Holly stay on the case as the Sphinx stamp belongs to their family. After looking at all of Dominique's late husband's stamps, Barry does not see the Sphinx stamp. Dominique tells Mac that she will return to Port Charles in a day or two as she promised Barry he could look again at her stamps. That sounds dirty somehow. (laughs) Barry wants Holly to distract Dominique so he can have a look around her place. She takes Dominique out shopping, but Barry still comes up with nothing on the stamp. Barry offers to catalog Dominique's collection while she is in Port Charles. I think she's smart enough to tell him no. So Dominique has second thoughts on returning to Port Charles as she will be a distraction to Mac. Holly convinces her to go back to Port Charles and Dominique packs some of her favorite treasures to take back to PC and says goodbye to Barry and Holly. Holly and Barry come up empty after searching Dominique's apartment for the stamp. While While Dominique is away, Lucy has been talking to Edward about investing in her perfume. Dominique gives Scott and Lucy an idea for their perfume venture. Scott and Lucy want Connor to create a magical image for deception. Musical image. Because remember, that was, sorry, we were talking about like the theme song or whatever. So we also read that part with deception, but I just thought it was interesting to leave in because of the timeline of everything. Yes. 
Yeah, because that's whenever she was living above Kelly's with like nothing and made the the set. Yeah, so like while they were yeah. away, Lucy is developing just playing, playing with, with some, some flowers and playing with some flowers in my room above Kelly's. Yep. So Mac and Dominique visit Robin. Mac intercepts a message for Robert to meet at room 780 in the Port Charles Hotel if he wants to find Anna. Robert finds out the test on the audio tapes. I don't know what it means. Okay. But Robert finds out the test on the audio tapes are inconclusive. Faison sets up his associate to go to seven room 780. Holly meets with who she thinks is a stamp buyer, Martin Petrie, which is actually Faison. But, but I feel like your husband should be here to help us with this. <laughs> she tells him he is out of the search for the stamp if it involves going to Port Charles. Matt searches room 780. Dominique distracts Harry Shaw, Faison's setup. Holly searches Petrie's room and finds a letter to Faison from a Sybil, Nanny McTavish. Mac takes Harry into custody and Holly agrees to go to Port Charles. So then Holly arrives in Port Charles and shows up at Robert's house. And this is where we picked up with when we were doing Holly. Yes. She reveals that she was working on a scam for her family in New York City. She's after the Sphinx stamp that Dominique's husband stole from her family. And Dominique proves that she has no culinary was in the kitchen. And that's when she was trying to make him dinner and had no idea how to do all of it. It was so cute. And then Holly tells Robert about the letter that she found. And then there was a lot a lot, a lot of side story with Holly, Robert, Anna, Robin, Faison, and McTavish that Dominique is like present during, uh-huh. but she wasn't necessarily like that was the Sphinx stamp was her part of the story in their story. Right. But then like all this other stuff started going on. So if I am missing something that happened significantly in there, I just, I didn't keep going. It was rabbit hole. Yeah. And at some point, Mac moves in with Robin and Holly at the Scorpio house because Robert is leaving for some reason. Oh, (laughs) I put because Robert is leaving for some reason I don't want to get into because it goes into another storyline that we'll talk about another time. (laughs) And I actually forget what that other storyline is. I think it might have been has something to do with Faison. I think I would say that with 90% certainty it was. Mm -hmm. So then on March 2nd, Dominique is a bit jealous of Mac and Holly's living arrangements and he finds that there is a microchip embedded in Dominique's Sphinx box. Mac asks Connor to take a look at the microchip. Apparently, he's a musician and a tech whiz. Wow. Mac has to find a way to access the microchip. Holly accesses the chip, which contains the nanny network, which contains a list of nursery rhymes. They try to find out how the nursery rhymes fit together, and Mac asks for Sean's help. So the nursery rhymes are pins, Ladybird, Banbury Cross, For Baby, Handy Pandy, and Dr. Foster. I don't know any of them. No, I don't know any of those either. I was waiting for you to tell me. No, How do you not know that? I did not. Like, oh. And I did not look them up. I know. I'm so proud of myself. Good job. And then Dominique meets with Julia about the letter that she received about the IRS seizing her assets. Dominique tells Mac that she has to go back to New York to deal with it. And while Dominique is away, Mac asks Holly to manage the Outback. They discovered that the nursery rhymes have been altered by one word. So they actually sat there and read through all of them. And apparently she knows them so well that she picked up on the fact that one word was altered. Keep in mind also, this was like pre-internet. So Mm -hmm. it's not like they, I don't, I don't know how they fact checked that. I mean, other than the fact that she knew it. Either she knew them or they were hanging out at the music store. Right. 
And then when Dominique comes back to New York City, she questions why Mac would hire Holly. Then she talks with Julia about her IRS issues. And I'm wondering when it's going to happen for Carly. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Then Mac and Dominique have dinner. Holly tells Mac Dominique has no reason to be jealous. And then Dominique decides to volunteer at General Hospital. And at the same time is when the volunteer program was getting started. And Jason and Robin had recently signed up. And it was Jason Quartermain, and they were trying to recruit other people. And General Hospital had a charity basketball game. I did not look it up. It was not a donkey basketball game. Oh, darn. I know. But then Julia suggests that, oh, this was a couple weeks later, is when Julia suggests that Dominique do some test shots for deception, and she shines. Julia and Scott hold an open casting call, and Julia plans to go to New York City with Dominique and Scott. And then Dominique is upset that Mac did not ask her to be a partner with the Outback, but Bill Eckert wants to be involved. And so that's getting started. And she's like, well, why didn't you ask me? I have like a bajillion dollars. Bajillion? Bajillion, yes. (laughs) Bajillion. And then on April 9th, Holly sets Dominique straight about her and Mac. Mac agrees to take on Bill as a partner in the Outback. Dominique tells Mac that she is tired of him shutting her out of his life. And Mac and Dominique agree that they need time apart to think. Then Scott, Dominique, and Julia arrive at Dominique's penthouse in New York City. Scott and Julia meet Barry when he stops by to take Dominique out to dinner. Julia thinks that Barry is very enamored with Dominique. Mm -hmm. Dominique gets an attack of the nerves for the photo shoot for Deception. She does a great job at the shoot. The girls and Scott later hit the nightclub in New York and then again the next night. When they are back in Port Charles, Dominique sits and stews as she watches Mac and Holly at the Outback. Mac blows her off. Dominique tells him she is confused about them and they break up. Confusion over. Right, right. I'm confused, so we're done. Dominique decides she wants to give capital to deception and wants a more active role. She and Connor discuss what went wrong with Mac and he drags her down to the outback. Two weeks later, Dominique and Julia celebrate getting their funds back from the IRS and they go to the outback for drinks. A few days later, Dominique returns Mac's things from her apartment. <sighs> on june 3rd julia drags dominique to the club dave cause is playing and he's the guy who plays the theme song that we love because he made a couple appearances on general hospital playing his little saxophone <laughs> okay and then dominique gets tipsy goes off on mac and then passes out <laughs> she's going dominique is going to back a line of cosmetics for deception on june 24th she and scott leave for texas They get wild and crazy at the bar. Scott gets in a bar fight and he tries to drag a very drunk Dominique out and they are later arrested. Their bail is denied. Scott calls Julia to bail them out but can't reach her. They are at each other's throats arguing and then they learn they have made the papers. And this is whenever Scott was like all about don't let everyone know what happened in Texas that we talked about Mm -hmm. before. And there was no videos from June 22nd to July 21st. So could not find anything about Texas. Like I even specifically looked for Scott and uh, Dominique in Texas, General Hospital. Texas scandal and nothing there. No. So July 2nd, the trial is set for the following week. So they're stuck in Texas. Jessica is able to have their trial moved up and they go before a judge Jessica gets them off the hook, but the press is all over them. And we are. It must have been about. like a really slow press time because I don't like Jessica. 
They head back to Port Charles, but the press is hot on their trail. Right. Over a bar fight? Why is this huge news? Right. Julia tells Scott... They weren't anyone at this time, either. Right. It's not like... It's not like owners of Deception get right. in a bar fight. They weren't big enough yet. Julia tells Scott and Dominique that their ex- es- blah, 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 escapade to Texas will more than likely cost them with Deception sales. So my thought is... Lucy is aware of this, how this all happened mm-hmm. and how it played into deception. Why is she not referencing it with the stuff that's going on with Sasha? Oh, yeah. Hey, we've had scandalous things happen before. Yeah. And this is how we handled it. It's not personal. Yep. So Dominique wants deception to pick up the bill for her and Scott's adventure in Texas. Why? No. <laughs> Julia wants to hotel and perhaps a per diem for food, but you getting drunk and arrested is right. on you. Right. Sorry, I don't pay bail. Julia wants to spin it's not a perk of your employment. <laughs> if you ever get a different job, you write that into your contract. I need to know the also cover my bail. Um, Julia wants to spin Dominique and Scott's adventure into free publicity for deception, which they could be doing with Sasha, how they talked about the mental health i mean they don't want to spin it for manipulation purposes the way that they are with this but normal people have these issues we work on it right together right mr windham takes the meeting with julia scott and dominique and he is thrilled with the extra publicity that is coming deception's way the home show with gary collins calls to book julia scott and dominique as guests that was such a fun video it really was to watch that one uh Will Shiner takes Dominique to dinner at the grill. Julia, Scott, and Dominique arrive in L.A. They try and get into a trendy restaurant. Scott stalks John Stamos. Scott, Julia, and Dominique are interviewed on the home show. And the end of July, Mac was in Texas looking into the broken top stuff with the whole Felicia Ryan stuff. Yeah, so like... I. They started really to try to like keep together. Right. Yeah. So, but they had just broken up and then mm-hmm. like two weeks later, well, it wasn't two weeks later, but I mean, I didn't realize how quickly. Yeah. He, he got over her quick, like was involved in the Felicia Mac or Felicia, Felicia Mac Ryan, Ryan stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so interesting to be like reading some of the stuff that was going on. And I'm like, I had no idea that was at the same, same time. time. Right. Even as we were doing the deception, I don't know how I missed that that was going on with the Ryan stuff. Oh, because we did Deception first before Ryan. Yes. So I would not have been Thinking paying attention it. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in August, Dominique wants to take Julia and Scott to the Outback. Jenny and Ned join the Deception crew for a few drinks at the Outback. And the next week, Julia and Dominique are finding that the single scene was getting old for them. On August 20th, Scott's new sports car breaks down when he is taking Dominique for a ride. They have to hitch back to town. An Elvis impersonator picks them up, and Scott has the idea to ride with him to Atlantic City instead. They should have done it on August 16th because that was the anniversary of Elvis's passing. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Also, no video. Really bummed about that one. So then Scott and Dominique call Julia from Atlantic City and they talk about their past relationships with Lucy and Mac and Scott ends up kissing her. Somehow, I don't know how, they wind up in Vegas checking into a hotel on August 27th. That is not nearby. No, we are on different sides of the country. On September 1st, they wake up in bed to discover that they are married together. They were sleeping in the same bed together and discover that they are married. (laughs) Scott and Dominique get a videotape of their wedding, which they watch. They then take a chartered plane back to Port Charles. I'm assuming that's how they got there, but 
Okay. And then during the flight, they argue and agree that a divorce is the only answer when they get back. Dominique and Scott show up at the outback where Scott blows off Jessica. They also start to rethink the divorce. Scott tells Dominique that they should stay married and he lays out all the options to her for them to get a divorce. They agree to use the time it will take to get a divorce and it was about six months to get to know each other. And then she shows him uh, the new upcoming line of lingerie. So they're really getting to know each other. Well, over the next few weeks, they keep their marriage a secret from everyone, especially Julia, because, you know, business partner, mm-hmm. they accidentally got married. Dominique later tells an upset Connor that she and Scott are married. So I have a feeling that Connor may have been like, I love you. And she's like, oh, sorry. sorry. I accidentally married this guy instead. And she tries apologizing to him. Scott breaks things off with Jessica, telling her that he is married to Dominique. So they're not doing a good job Mm -mm. at keeping the secret. Scott thinks that Dominique is jealous when he saw she saw him with Jessica, and Dominique wants to see what happens with Scott over the next six months while they wait for a divorce. Connor then lets it slip to Mac that Scott and Dominique are married, and then they do tell Julia. They also finally admit to each other that they find each other attractive. I mean, I feel like you wouldn't be showing off the deception lingerie if you weren't a little attracted, but okay. Yeah. Well, she did show it off on national she television did. She did. first, so mm-hmm. yeah. On September 16th, Scott gave Dominique a porcelain flower as a present. That video was really sweet. He gives it to her and then he starts talking again about the divorce. And then, I mean, it was within seconds. He's like, oh, here's a beautiful gift. And she's like, Scott, this is beautiful, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, so divorce. And then he leaves her, but she's looking down at the flower or doing something else. And he's peering in. They're at that first table by the window at Kelly's and he's peering and watching her. So you're like, oh. And then on September 21st, they agreed to watch Kelly's for Ruby so that she can go to General Hospital. I did not look up what happened to Ruby, why she had to go to GH. Scott is not happy when a customer hits on Dominique and she tells Scott that she wants to cook dinner for him. A few days later, Connor apologizes for being a jerk. Scott tells Jessica that he and Dominique are getting divorced. But then Dominique finally cooks Scott dinner in his apartment and they get to know each other. The next day, Jessica asks Scott to lunch right in front of Dominique. He says, yes. And Dominique goes and busts in on their lunch. Good for her. Again, could not get these videos, though. If you have these videos. I'm wondering if Ruby going to the hospital is whenever Jagger and them broke into the. <gasps> maybe. Because that timeline. Maybe. Yeah. Because there was a lot of Jagger in the videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was. Yes. Yes. You're yes, yes, welcome. Yes. There's a lot of black vest going on. Yum. On September 29th, Dominique gives Scott a key. She takes him to a warehouse on the waterfront that the key opens. It is a space for Scott to open his law office. Then on October 1st, Scott and Jessica make plans for the law office renovations. Dominique finds out that they are going to be partners. After Dominique comes in complaining about Scott, Connor takes her for a walk on the pier. Scott tries to talk to Dominique, but she wants nothing to do with him. Scott explains to Dominique why he brought Jessica in his as his partner, and they agree to bury the hatchet as they do have to work together. I'm sorry. If I gift you an office building, you're not bringing in your ex-girlfriend no, without clearing it through me first. Okay. If I'm footing the bill for your business. I agree. I agree. There needs to be some... I'm over this, Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. Scott invites Dominique to dinner before she leaves for a deception promotional trip to Italy. And this is where my idea for Serena to be overseeing the European division is even makes more sense. I agree. 
Scott gives her a hat for her trip and they say goodbye. While she's away, Dominique calls Scott from Italy. Because they like each other. Felicia thinks that Scott really misses Dominique. Lee and Gail overhear Connor talking about the fact that Scott and Dominique are planning a divorce. Scott explains things to Gail and Lee. Scott calls Dominique in Italy. He calls Dominique and then gets jealous when he hears her flirting with the room service waiter. When she comes back from Italy, she wants to see Scott. She gives him a gift and he tells her that he told Jessica he would not be going into practice with her. Dominique, Smart man. Exactly. Finally. Took him long enough. Dominique tells Connor that she is not so sure about her divorce from Scott. And then October 27th, Dominique meets Gail for the first time. November 3rd, Scott invites Dominique to dinner to celebrate his first client. She later tells Lee that she is lucky to have found Scott. And then you made the note, was his first client Cheryl? Oh, yeah. Because then later they have Scott reading her will. Oh, that And that's Lucas's sense. mom. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I had a lot of side thoughts while I was... <laughs> On November 9th, after dinner, Dominique and Scott make love for the first time. Question. It really made it sound like they had made love several times. And didn't it say... They woke they up in bed love. together. Yeah. No, it said that they got to know each other. But they woke up in bed together in Vegas after getting married. I perhaps not. Maybe they just don't remember because they were drunk. That still doesn't count. I mean, it, <laughs> it does count. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It yes. <laughs> Them not remembering doesn't mean it does not count. Right. Yes. We're both saying the same thing, <laughs> yes, but just, a different just totally way. yes. The next morning, Scott brings Dominique breakfast in bed. They later find out their divorce court date has been moved up. Dominique tells him she wants to stay married. Bye. Um, November 18th, Scott and Dominique give each other presents for their 79th day anniversary, but they later end up in a fight. The day before the hearing, they are still having a hard time deciding about their divorce. After the hearing, the judge denies Scott and Dominique's petition for divorce. Dominique and Scott agree to make a go of their marriage, and they agree to live at Scott's apartment. I forgot to make a note to look for this video to find out why. I didn't see the video, but it says in the... um scrapbook i forgot mine at oh yeah why don't we have the scrapbook this. shoot yep mine's on my dining room table because i forgot to throw it back in my car look through it and if there's anything we're missing we'll do like a little that's fine they said like the judge was like why do you want to get divorced and they were both like um, i don't know we got we got married on accident and we kind of like each other but we don't know blah 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 and he was like no no you need to like figure out your stuff first i'm not just like, divorce is a big deal. We're not just mm -hmm. granting it to grant it. So, obviously, the book said it more eloquently, but that was why it That's was... the gist. Yes, it was denied because they did not find just cause. Cool. Um, for the Thanksgiving episode, Scott and Dominique help Ruby feed the homeless. Lucy is back in Port Charles and sees Scott and Dominique together. Scott calls Lee and Gail to tell them that he and Dominique have decided to stay married. On the 30th, Dominique and Scott end up in bed together on their lunch hour. She leaves for a meeting in New York City. Her flight is delayed due to heavy fog. Dominique returns home and finds Scott with Lucy in her underwear. Mm -mm. Dominique storms out of the apartment and Scott follows her. Lucy sees Scott's wedding video. Oh, I would really like to see that now. <laughs> Dominique finds Scott asleep on her doorstep. They argue over Lucy and he pleads his case. On December 8th, Lucy tells Dominique that she has a history with Scott that can't be competed with. I don't like that because him and Dominique really like each other, but I like that Lucy was causing trouble. Like, mm -hmm. that's what she was all about. A few things happened. Because she's the changed so much since then. 
I don't know that she would throw it in Dominique's face or whoever's face quite so easily. Now that she's matured, it's more of a subtle, like, you should be picking up on this. I don't gotcha. have to throw okay. it in your face. Okay. And then you put a few things happen over the following weeks, but nothing Dominique focused. Lucy was in trouble at one point, And on the 22nd, Dominique offers to pay Lucy if she stays out of town. Dominique and Scott decorate their tree and talk about their childhoods. Then she gets a bad headache. Dun, dun, dun. Put some foreshadowing here. And we should have mm. done this the other way where you <laughs> read all of that. And I finished off the end because now yeah, there may we're be gonna... tears. Yeah. For New Year's Eve, Julia tells Ned an anonymous party has rented out the grill to throw a party. They are both invited. Scott and Dominique get an invitation as well. Scott tells Dominique that she should see a doctor about her tiredness and headaches. On January 4th, Dominique gets a dizzy spell. Now we're into 1993, and Dominique goes to the doctors and tells Tony that she has been having headaches and dizziness. Lucy realizes her charms will not work on Scott. Dominique later has a dizzy spell while making love to Scott. A few days later, Dominique meets with Tony about her severe, severe headaches, and he wants to run a CAT scan. Tony tells Dominique that she has a spot on her brain that only an MRI will determine if she has a tumor. Dominique does not tell Scott about her tests. Willow. Uh, Willow, yeah. Episode ends with Scott and Dominique, like a montage of them. Mm -hmm. When Lucy sees Dominique at GH, she thinks that Dominique is pregnant, but she's there for her MRI. Tony tells Dominique that she has a brain tumor and it's inoperable and that she has six months or less to live. On January 25th, Dominique faints after an ar argument with Lucy at the spa. Dominique arrives at General Hospital to find, and Lucy finds out that she has a brain tumor. Dominique swears her to secrecy and she is not like and basically telling her that she hasn't even told Scott yet. Tony tells Dominique that her episodes will become more frequent and she has some decisions to make. Scott wants to renew his vows to Dominique on Valentine's Day. Dominique has a follow-up checkup with Tony and he pushes her to tell Scott the truth. Lucy realizes just how much Scott loves Dominique. Lucy visits her to see if there's anything that she can do for her. And Lucy lies when Scott wants to know why she is at his apartment. Scott then takes Dominique to an old church where he wants to renew their vows. <laughs> the next day, she tells Scott that she's dying. The next day, she tells Scott she's dying. An unbelieving Scott wants her to get a second opinion, but she wants to make the most of the time they have left. Scott and Dominique discuss options with Tony. Chemo and radiation may prolong her life, but there are no guarantees. She doesn't want to spend the rest of her life in the hospital, so she declines treatment. Bobby learns about Dominique's brain tumor. February 5th, Scott tells Sean he will have to drop Felicia's case because of Dominique. Dominique does not want Scott to drop his case because of her. See, and I don't think we knew that that's why Scott dropped the case. Dropped the case. No. <laughs> Scott wants to still renew their vows. Dominique tells Julia she is dying. She asks Julia to be her maid of honor for the vow renewal. And Dominique wants Scott to cut Lucy some slack. And that was because Dominique and Lucy really had become friends at that point yeah. because of her keeping her secrets and stuff. You okay? I think I am. Yes. Yeah, you just tell Scott, me. I will. Take over. Scott and Dominique meet Gail and Lee at the Outback for dinner. Lee and Gail tell them that they're going to move back to Port Charles. And then they learn about Dominique's prognosis. 
Dominique tells Mac about the tumor, and she and Scott enjoy a private dance at the Outback. On February 12th, Scott and Dominique's friends help them make last-minute wedding plans. Julia and Gail help Dominique get ready, and then she gets dizzy but does not want to take her medication because it makes her groggy. Lucy then helps Dominique as she faints again right before she is about to walk down the aisle. She gets Dominique her pills, and they are able to renew their vows and have a reception at the Outback. Lucy volunteers to help Scott find somewhere special for him to Dom- and Dominique to take a trip. And this was on February 19th. So they had actually already booked a hotel or a like a cabin or something. And Scott, that's actually where I got the um, pricing for Kelly's ah. items is because Scott's on a payphone at Kelly's talking to confirm his reservation. And I guess they're saying we're overbooked or something like that. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, do you have anything else? And they're not working with him. He's like, we can't. He's like, it has to be now. Right. So then Lucy overhears him and she goes and sees Tracy and talks to her about renting the Quartermain's cabin for Scott and Dominique. And then Dominique does tell Tony that her headaches are getting worse. Lucy tells Scott about the Quartermain's cabin. They run out of, Scott runs out of gas on the way to the cabin, but a horse and sleigh rescue them. Very realistic. Scott makes breakfast for Dominique at the cabin. She later has a dizzy spell and passes out. Scott finds her unconscious and he helps her with her pills, but he has to get her to the hospital. Tony admits Dominique to GH and he suggests that Dominique get a living will, as do I. For all of you out there, get a will, get a living will, write your advanced directives, make sure that all your loved ones know what you want them to do. PSA over. On March 1st, Dominique talks to Scott, and that includes you, because I know that you don't have one. When I die... I'm not in charge of this. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. You have to have it in writing. I feel like not a recording that enough people people can hear. I'm going to forget which episode this is on. Okay, when I die, can someone please... Email Shannon and tell her. Do you to think refer- I'm going to release a podcast yeah. episode saying, "Hey guys, Amanda died"? Well, yeah, because they're going to want to know where I am. You're going to have to be like filling in this week and for the rest of my life is so and so because Amanda's oh my dead. Gosh, what part of you thinks I'm still going to do this? So, you at least have to do one more to tell them that I'm dead. Anyway, so can you send Shannon an email? I don't like to remind this. her <laughs> what episode I discussed this. I don't care. No, that's not true. If the kids are still little, like if Madeline's little, if it happened tomorrow, then I want a normal funeral and to be buried in what's a normal. Everyone has a different, like like a a viewing, a one day viewing, and then throw me in the ground so that she has like somewhere to go and whatever. And then I want like a huge party that everyone just has an awesome time at. No crying. I can do that. Well, I will cry, but I can do, I can do that. And you know that because you've seen that I can do that. Yes, Exactly. And if the kids are like older, then you can you can still do the viewing so everybody can be like, bye, see ya. But then you can just cremate me and like, I don't know, throw my ashes over a casino or something and oh then have a big party. <laughs> I just do like, a night at the races. Oh my God. Do a night at the races to celebrate I can, Amanda's I can do that. that. I will do that. <laughs> so there, now the whole world knows. You Thank still have you to for get listening. it in writing. My peeps here are going to back me up. Okay. Will you guys help me throw a night at the races? Thanks. <laughs> there okay. you go. There you go. <sighs> On March 1st, Dominique, by the way, I want a green funeral or I just want a green burial. I really don't care because I'm not there anyway. So, right. No, I don't care because I also feel like when you die, your soul goes up to heaven. That's that. So, my only reason for wanting a burial space is because I feel like the kids need somewhere. Like some people really get attached to the gravesite and I know. need somewhere to go visit. Yeah. So, I would want the I'm kids okay with to being have cremated. That. 
whatever. Like I have my Grammy and Papa, they're upstairs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care. Like as far as, unless I do something significant in my life that like people are going to need to know or want to see me in a hundred years. You don't think that we should have adjoining plots? We should. We should. Okay. There we go. So Amanda and I are going to have side by side (laughs) cremated and it'll say, we'll meet you at the pier. There you go. That's Time. Why we should dump our ashes at your Okay. Park. Boom. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Back to poor Dominique. Yeah, she didn't have all these options. We needed this break for me to <laughs> not cry anymore. So she talks to Scott about drawing up her new will, and Scott has a hard time even talking about it. Mm-hmm. But he agrees that they need to get her life in order. And then at a party for Lucas, Dominique sees how good Scott is with him. He is still refusing to draw up her will and they need somebody impartial. He suggests that Lee help with the will. Dominique tells Scott that Tony is certain that she has less time than she was originally told. And Scott asks Rhonda to do some research for just different options when it comes to Dominique's care. So then Dominique wants to have a dinner party at the apartment. And Rhonda asks Karen to do some research for Scott on Dominique's case. Ooh, did he know that Karen was his daughter at this time? Mm. Okay, that's... Interesting. Scott is knee deep in medical books doing research on Dominique's condition. That's the same thing as having multiple tabs open for those of you that don't know what (laughs) research research and being knee deep in medical searches. Imagine having 20 tabs open. Here you go. At Dominique's dinner party, Tom announces that he's taking a position on a medical relief team going to Somalia leaving in the morning. Wow. Thanks for all that notice. And thanks for stealing her thunder. Right. Dying woman throwing a dinner party. Make your announcement there. That's like proposing at a wedding. Right. Don't do that. Lucy joins Dominique's dinner party and they all play charades. Scott asks Paul to take care of Dominique's will. He is also planning a surprise for Dominique with Lucky's help. I would assume that was supposed to say Lucy's help. Cool. Yeah. Yes. With Lucy's help. I'm sorry. Okay. I typed incorrectly. That's Okay. Tiffany helps them book singer Gary Morris to sing for Dominique and Scott takes Dominique ice skating and Gary Morris serenades for them. So could not find this video either. But in 1992, according to, oh wait, this would be 1993. Hmm. In 1992, he had a single Love Hurts, but this would have been 1993. Hmm. He had an album released Full Moon Empty Heart on September 10th, 1991, and then didn't release anything again until 1998. So it would have probably been something from that. Mm-hmm. album so if you know what song they skated to because in my head all i have is billy madison my endless love <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible oh my god that's funny <laughs> but that is like seriously it was happy gilmore ryan would be very in love with you right now <laughs> it was happy gilmore all right yes uh so then the next week dominique tells scott if she goes into a coma he will be the one who has to let her go that's something else you need to really consider. You need someone who's actually going to do it. Like I have a friend who I know would let me die if they had to. <laughs> but she and I have already had that conversation. So she's also a vet tech. So I feel like she can yeah. just make that decision. Right. Scott tells Dominique that he w- he found someone in Paris that can help her. And he explains the treatment to her. And she's like, no, this is why it wouldn't work in her particular case. And then Dominique wishes that she and Scott had time to have a baby. Dominique wants to find a surrogate so she and Scott can have a baby. And then Dominique loses her sight. Tony tells her that the dom- tells her that the tumors are applying pressure on her optic nerve and she regains her sight. But Tony warns that it is going to happen again. 
Scott tells Dominique that he is not sure he can raise a child alone. Scott tells Bobby that he and Dominique are thinking about having a child. Dominique tells Julia who she, Dominique tells Julia who thinks she's asking her to be the surrogate. Brenda finds Julia crying after her visit with Dominique. Scott tells Lee about the surrogacy plan. Scott agrees with Dominique to try for a baby. They talk to Tony about in vitro. He tells them all systems are a go. Dominique then asks Lucy to be their surrogate. Lucy tells Dominique that Scott would never agree to have her carry their baby. But sure enough, that's, and sure enough, that's exactly what he tells Dominique. I mean, he had to know that that was going to be complicated. Right. Like, of all the people in the world, that is not who anyone would have picked offhand. Right. In April, Dominique tries to get Lee and Gail to help her conceive. Nope. In April, Dominique. No. <laughs> in April, Dominique tries to get Lee and Gail to help her convince Scott that Lucy is the right choice to carry their baby. Scott continues his search for a surrogate. He tells Lee and Gail that he has reservations about Lucy, but Dominique does not want a stranger carrying their child. Dominique, Scott, and Lucy meet with Tony. Tony tells them there is a small chance that Lucy could contract cancer through the transfer of cells from Dominique. I would not have thought about Mm-mm. that because we were just talking about that with Willow. But I wonder like, if at that time, like that was... I don't know. Lucy still wants to go through with the procedure. Scott thanks Lucy. Lucy and Scott have flashbacks of their past relationship. Tony tells Dominique that she and Lucy are on the exact same schedule, but it is still a long shot. Dominique's eggs are harvested. Tony tells them that the eggs was successfully fertilized the next day and Lucy is prepped for the implant and Dominique visits her the next day. I mean, what are the chances that they are already <laughs> synced up? I, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know that when you are like super close to someone like friends or sisters that live in the same house or whatever, that you can all sync up in that same timeline. But I still feel like there would need to be a bunch of extra drugs involved there. From what I understand, IVF is not a simple procedure at all like that. Get what the actual outcome was, but the office ladies talked about that. Okay. And But they actually found like the medical articles and everything. And I forget what the outcome was. Like, is it actually a thing or is it just something that we've kind of decided? Oh, okay. I don't know. So Dominique insists Scott help Lucy with all her errands for the day, and she goes to visit the hospital chapel. Tony joins Dominique and Scott for dinner, and Scott has to try and keep the peace between Lucy and Bobby. Dominique passes out and goes to GH. Bobby warns Lucy not to hurt Dominique and Scott. Tony tells Scott that he wants Dominique to continue to stay at GH until the end, and she can't go home. I have a problem with Bobby warning Lucy. She has no control over right. her body accepts right. the implant. Right, right. You better not miscarry. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean. And thanks for adding more stress to her to increase the chance that she would miscarry. So Scott surprises Dominique with filling her hospital room with flowers. Steve and Audrey visit Dominique. Scott gets a baby name book for him and Dominique. They toss around a few names for the baby. Lee and Gail visit Dominique, and Dominique admits to Scott that she is scared. Julia comes to visit, and Dominique asks her to be the baby's godmother. Lucy is worried about disappointing Scott and Dominique if she does not become pregnant. Scott surprises Dominique with a dinner party in her hospital room. Could you imagine that happening now? Those nurses would be like, get out. You can only have two visitors at a time. Exactly. Felicia is worried that Mac will get caught if he goes to GH to see Dominique. This was when they were hiding. Mm -hmm. And it was like a couple days after they went to go see that movie. (laughs) 
as they were in hiding. Yes. But he sneaks in to see her. Scott and Lucy are nervous that the test about the test later today. Dominique and Scott learn that Lucy is pregnant. And then Dominique wants Tony to allow her to go home. He suspects that Dominique's joy over Lucy being pregnant is masking her symptoms, but still allows her to go home. Lucy has dinner with Dominique and Scott. Dominique tells Scott and Julia that they need to look for a new deception model. And Sly visits Scott and Dominique. Lee and Gail learn from Scott and Lucy, learn from Scott that Lucy is pregnant. Dominique writes Scott a letter to read after she's gone. Dominique wants Scott to leave the apartment for a few hours so that she can plan a surprise for him. And Lucy helps her. Scott arrives home to find a Paris-inspired dinner that Dominique has put together. After her doctor's appointment, Lucy wants Tony's opinion on whether she can carry the baby full term since she had previously miscarried. Dominique gives Scott a photo album of their baby pictures. Dominique goes to visit Felicia in the attic. (laughs) Scott and Mac... See, and we didn't... Like, this didn't occur to... When we read, like, Dominique went to visit Felicia. Okay, why are they just having people come visit them while they're hiding? Yeah. Scott and Mac talk about how Dominique has changed his life and Dominique wants Scott to name the baby after he meets him or her, but that the middle name should be Lee. That's my middle name. (laughs) Spelled the exact same way. Dominique starts hiding her dizzy spells from Scott and she asks Lucy to give Scott a poem that she wrote for him. She also has written letters to the baby for special occasions. Lucy suggests that she make a video for the baby and Dominique tapes a message for her baby Later, she has another spell, and Lucy insists on staying with her until Scott returns. I highly recommend just going and watching this playlist. Yes. I'm not going to do it because right now I'm not crying. Right. <laughs> and I would be, but it's absolutely beautiful. Yes. And then Dominique tells Scott that they have to go to the hospital. So she had been, like, hiding that she was taking the pills and stuff. And then I think she just finally. Yeah. He it was, was like, you're too sick. Sorry. So then Dominique is admitted. Tony warns Scott that he needs to prepare himself as this is the end. Dominique wishes that she could just hold on long enough to see the baby once. And Lucy asks Tony to move her ultrasound to today so that Dominique can see the baby. And Lucy had to seriously convince Tony to do it. He's like, there's, you're not going to be able to see anything. You know, you're, it's too soon, whatever. And she's like, if there is a chance, can't you just do it? Right. And then Dominique tells Lucy that she would have her blessing if ever she and Scott wanted to raise the baby together. And this was beautiful because she kind of said something similar to Scott. She was like, you're going to have people that want to help you. Let them. Oh, because I wrote down May 3rd, specifically who did Dominique say say had her blessing? Because in the original write-up, it was worded weirdly. And she tells Scott about the video and letters and tells him to let others help him. She knows that he's going to be fine but he needs to not turn his back on people that are trying to help him. And then Lucy comes in. Oh, and that was the thing. Lucy overheard them talking and she was like, I just want to see the baby once. So they had no idea that she overheard that. Mm -hmm. Then she went to Tony and then they went and did like the ultrasound and everything. And it was beautiful. Then Lucy had some one-on-one time with Dominique and she was like, I can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing, you know, and Scott loves you. And Lucy's like, I don't think so. And she's like, he does. Just, you know, I know this. Right. And if you guys should find yourselves, she said something about like raising the baby as a family. And Lucy said, what are you talking about? And she's like, if you're able to, and Scott, like you guys come to this agreement, know that you have my blessing to raise my daughter with my husband. Yeah. And to get married. So then 
Dominic and Scott tell Lee and Gail that they want the baby's middle name to be Lee and asks Gail to finish the sweater she was knitting for the baby. Dominic gets to see the baby through the ultrasound and on the next day's episode, she fell unconscious. Dominique and Julia say goodbye. And then Scott takes Dominique to the gazebo to see the flowers that he planted. <laughs> so he was like... It was beautiful. He got all her favorite flowers and was planting them in the snow. And Lucy was helping. And he's like, I have to finish this. I have to finish this. We need to get lilacs. We need to get uh, gardenias, you know, all these, her favorite flowers. And Lucy's like, I can finish this. He's like, no, I need to do this for her. And she's like, no, I can do this. You need to go spend the time with her. So then he goes to the bedroom or he goes to the hospital room and picks her up and takes her over to the window and is like, can you see everything? And she's like, I can't. So then he takes her down to the garden and like, they sit in the gazebo for a little bit and they talk and then he gets the blanket. Oh, it was so cute too. Cause he was trying to open up the door and he just couldn't get it. And then one of the nurses was coming in and she's like, Scott, what? you can't do that. And he's like, bye. Yes. He's like, uh, yeah, I can. This is happening. So then he covers her in the blanket and they're just, you know, cuddled in the snow. And the last thing that she said to him, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he told her, he told her that he'll plant new flowers every year with the baby and they'll call it Dominique's little garden. Why don't they have this? <laughs> and then she tells Scott to let Lucy help him and let her be a part of the baby's life. And she makes him promise to never stop loving. And he promised to never stop loving her. And she's like, that's great. But um, she would be glad if he met someone else that makes him happy and that could be loved by him. <laughs> and then the last thing she says, she loves him. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying and I'm laughing at you. And you're crying and you're crying. Oh my god. And then Lucy oversees, I guess Tony and Bobby came down to the garden. And see, you know, here's the thing. I don't like how General Hospital fandom wrote this up. Because it's very quick. Shut up. <laughs> it was a beautiful scene. You should watch it. I watched it. I did not cry, but I watched it and it was very beautiful. Of I watched it like three times. Taking him this every single out time. to the garden and, and he was like, are you cold? Do you need me to wrap you up? And she was like, no, I just love to touch the snow and the flowers. Yeah. And it was a whole beautiful moment. So here's how fandom writes it up though. Dominique wants to give a child wants to give Scotty a child before she dies and it becomes possible when Lucy Co. agreed to become a surrogate. Lucy has successfully carried Dominique's fertilized egg and Dominique le lived to hear the heartbeat of the child. No, yes. she saw, but she saw like the ultrasound. Okay. So like they had the ultrasound thing up. I don't, I think I was crying too much. I don't remember if they, I, I don't think they actually saw it, but she at least got to see. Oh, and Lucy was like, I wish that you would be able to feel the baby and everything. Um, but then it says, but Sally did not live long enough to see the baby be born. After hearing the baby's heartbeat, Dominic died in Scott's arm. No. On a beautiful on a fall beautiful, day. On a beautiful fall day. Trees. No. It was, it was winter. There was snow. Actually, it was May. It's it must have been a late. Not common. Because <laughs> I was thinking about that when he was talking about the lilacs. Because I'm like, lilacs don't bloom in snow, but... I know that they bloom around the time of my son's birthday, which is at the end of April, because 
I was given them in the hospital because they're, they are my favorite. It actually snowed the day that I brought him home, even though it had been 80 degrees like two weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Northeast. But yeah, so it was not a fall day and it was not like right after hearing the heartbeat. So if you're going to fandom, now I'm questioning like so many of these things that we've done because I'm like, we've relied heavily on this. So then, uh, to do Bobby and Tony find Scott and Dominique in the park in the hospital. And then Lucy overhears like Scott talking and stuff and just leaves. Um, the hospital gets word that Dominique is gone and Scott brings her back into the hospital. Scott returns home and is flooded with memories. And Lucy finds him going through Dominique's clothes to find one for her to wear for the funeral. Pick that, that out hard. also. That was a hard scene. Everything she picked up. She was like, this is nice. No, you're right. It's not nice enough. Yeah. Pick out your own outfit, too. On May 7th, poor Charles says goodbye to Dominique, and Lucy gives Scott the poem. Guess what I forgot to look up? What the poem was. Lucy tells Scott that she thinks that he should have a memorial service for Dominique as the people need a chance to say goodbye. And Julia takes down Dominique's photos from Deception Spot. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. <sighs> Scott thanks Lucy for talking him into a memorial for Dominique, and he gives a speech. Lucy helps Scott pack up Dominique's things and asks if she can move into her old apartment. Felicia has to hide when Lucy comes up into the attic and stashes some boxes from Scott's apartment, and Lucy faints when she sees Felicia. See? This information we did not have right? when she we were shocked. talking about Ryan. Scott and Bobby have to trust Lucy to keep her mouth shut about seeing Felicia. And then... On May 20th, Scott tells Lucy that he is not going to the will reading. He's at Kelly's. He's eating and he has fries and she goes to grab one and he's like, you cannot eat that while you are pregnant. It is a French fry. Right. She'll be okay. Yeah. But he gives her like a lot of, right, take care of yourself. Isn't that going to do this, that and the other thing? So here is Dominique's will. Paul was the executor. Mm -hmm. She left season tickets to the Buffalo Bills to Sly. Scott said that he loved football just as much as he does, and she hopes that he'll take Scott to a, some of the games, but don't let him, Scott, eat too much junk food. To Julia Barrett, her home in the Bahamas, she needs to go at least once every six months. Why? Because I never want you to forget that there is life outside of the boardroom. I need a friend like that. Mm -hmm. And then she wants to establish a scholarship fund in the amount of $1 million for the doctors and nurses who train at General Hospital. Huh. Why aren't we referencing this? The fund will be named for Bobby and Tony Jones, two of the most tireless and dedicated professionals I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and loving. And it's not conditional, but she asks that they administer the funds because they instinctively understand other people's needs so well. She then leaves $10 million to the hospital with Dr. Steve Hardy as her per personal representative to finish the pediatric AIDS wing and anything remaining going to research. Okay. To Lucy Co. in consideration of the product that she helped create. How very considerate of you. 10% <laughs> ownership of deception with the provision that if she wants to sell, she gives Scott and Julia first right of refusal and also eternal thanks for extraordinary friendship and extraordinary circumstances. Lee and Gail Baldwin got her penthouse in New York City and thank you for embracing her into the family, the only real one she's known, and asks that they enjoy the view and treasure their time together. And the remainder of the estate and trust for her unborn child and beloved husband, Scott. There is a list of property and assets, approximate worth exceeding $100 million. Nice. If that word, unborn child, is actually in her will, right, then, then Cody would not have gotten anything anyway mm -mm. on that one little teeny tiny technicality. Right. And Paul was sitting there reading it. I mean, it, 
I typed out pretty much verbatim what he said. Right. So there's a Sorry, chance. Cody. Yeah. And it's so sweet because afterwards, uh, Sly asks Scott if he'll go to a game with him. And he's like, I'll let you eat the popcorn. It's the chili dogs that you have to look out for. Aww. And I mean, he tries, but Scott's like, yeah, sure. I'll go, you know, but he's just like numb. Right. The, the memorial was pretty. They all put a flower on mm-hmm. her casket and said something nice about her. Yeah. And then in June, Jason helps Lucy move out of Kelly's and into Dominique's old apartment. Scott returns to his and Dominique's honeymoon Las Vegas hotel room, but it's a disappointment as it looks different. And in Port Charles, Julia treats Lucy to a huge dinner at Kelly's. They learn that Scott is in Vegas and Lucy goes to find Scott at the chapel that he and Dominique were married in. On June 16th, Scott reads a letter that was written to Dominique from a woman named Catherine. On the 20th, Catherine arrives in Port Charles and Scott has to tell her that Dominique has passed away. Scott tells, Catherine tells Scott about Dominique's childhood and Scott wants to hear more. He takes her to Dominique's grave and they bring flowers. Scott tells Catherine that if she's in any trouble, Dominique would have wanted him to help her. And then Lucy joins Scott and Catherine for dinner and she learns that Lucy is carrying Scott and Dominique's baby. Ooh. Maybe this is why no one knows about the other, like, the other baby. Maybe she came to town to be like, hey, are you going to raise your kid now that Leopold's dead? Maybe. And then she winds up coming and finds out that she died. And she's like, all right, I'm not going to throw more on this guy. Right. In July, Scott wants to go to New York City with Catherine as he wants, as he has to go through Dominique's apartment there. And Mac tells Lucy that Dominique never went to school as she was tutored at home. So Catherine cannot be an old school chum of hers. Mm-hmm. And on that, dun, 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 Catherine's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. That Like, not cool. I thought that was good to bring in, though. Like, oh, right. this was kind of the transition of, right, because if, if when we start talking about Catherine, I hadn't thought about that. What if Catherine's entire purpose of coming to Port Charles? You give Catherine too much credit. The entire purpose was for her to get all that money. Yeah, but also... But what if the purpose of her wanting all the money is because she's been taking care of this baby for the past couple of years. I mean, sure, the money would help take care of the baby, but she wanted the money for herself. Catherine is evil. I know you like yes. her, but she's evil. <laughs> <sighs> you okay? Yeah, it was just <laughs> hard. Seriously, go watch the couple of playlists. They're, they're few, but they are good. And so, once again, we know that the timelines add up in no way. They don't have to. It's the soaps. Nope. But it's still good to know the background. And seriously, just watch them just to see Scott. It, he was so oh. sweet. That was my favorite part of all of them was just seeing how attentive and in mm-hmm. love he was. You know, sometimes you just forget because Scott is a jerk. But he... No wonder he's so jaded, though. Yeah. But he was so sweet. Very, very. <sighs> so I guess join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.